Welcome to Season 2 of Unadulterated Heart. I'm Rachel, and this season will be full of God's glory. I will be speaking with many different people to share the testimonies of what the Father has done and is doing in the lives of Spirit-filled believers. We are called to share the testimony of what God is doing because He desires to do the same thing in others. Let's dive in and be encouraged today. In this episode, you'll meet Stephen, founder of Iron Sharpens Iron Fitness Ministry out of Uniontown. Stephen and I go way back, and when I saw what God was doing in his life, I had to catch up with him. Listen in to hear the testimony about how he was set free from depression, anxiety, and addiction, and how he became on fire for Jesus. What was it that first happened to you to, to make you start wanting to seek the Lord? I was engaged with somebody, living with somebody, living in sin, mm-hmm. like we're having premarital sex, mm-hmm. we're doing drugs regularly all the time, and I literally just got, I, I was so hooked and controlled by it, I was literally living for drugs almost every day, and just opening this portal for the devil to come in every day and just play with my life. Mm. I, it's, I think God actually took control and literally made me just be awakened because I, it was to the point where every day I woke up, I actually got to the point where I didn't want to live anymore. Mm. And I woke up every day, I was like, oh no, I woke up again. Like, mm. I do not want to have another day of this like worry and pain and it even got to the point where I couldn't drive anywhere anymore I wouldn't leave my house I couldn't go to my job that I had worked at for probably at that point in time I'd say around nine years I've been there every day of my life it's the most comfortable place to be ever but I went under such a spiritual attack and I believe it was because of the drug abuse and being like hooked on pills and things that it just completely just ruined me. And one night I got my Bible out and I remember reading Romans chapter eight. And it was like God took me out of my house. He took me up out of my house and set me down somewhere with him. And he says, you have a choice to walk in the spirit or you have a choice to walk in the flesh. Why do you keep walking in your flesh that died at the cross with me? Mm. He said, take one step in faith. Just Mm. take a step in faith. One baby step in faith come on and he says i promise that i'll take care of you wow so just after reading that i always say romans chapter 8 changed my whole life and i believe it was like romans chapter 8 verses 1 through like 13 or 14 that i've highlighted but it just spoke to me so deeply because it's like why am i running around this dead flesh that i was healed of at the cross like i'm carrying around depression every day wearing the bible doesn't say i'm depressed in second timothy it says i promise you a sound mind mm. so why am i letting flesh just control it was just a bunch of things the devil had me a slave to and god was just of... opening your eyes little by little to everything that you were surrender surrendering to like yeah. you you would read it and then you would lay it down right and be obedient in that yeah. Like that. Slowly but surely, but a lot of times I would, at that point in time, I think I was still messing up and going back to a lot of those sins. Like the depression or like the pills and stuff? Yeah, all of it. All of it. I would slowly here, there, go back. It was like a very slow, that's one thing, man, he's been teaching me a lot too, slow and steady, but it was a very slow and steady process at first. Mm, Okay, okay. Like I would mess up a little bit here, there. I'd be going to church on Sunday, worshiping God. Yeah. And then coming home later that day and smoking a blunt. 
Okay, okay. You know what I mean? And then whenever you would smoke and stuff like that, would it, um, would you go to him while you were still smoking or would you just ignore him for the rest of the evening? A lot of times I would actually get very, I would go and get deep into the word. But then he would start to work on my heart and convict me. And I would, of course, as the devil was trying to be tricky with me, like, but it's from the earth, Steve. It's okay. God made it. Da, 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 da. But no matter what, I kept wanting to get free. And it, as I moved forward, I remember I, I got free from the pills. Praise God for the pills mm, mm, mm. that I got free from that. And it was so, I didn't have to go to rehab. I trusted God. I didn't go through any of the sickness. I didn't mm. go through having the cold chills, the shakes, the throwing up. Like, God, that one, he just, like, let me roll right up out of it. Wow. I was like, I ain't never mess with that again. Absolutely. But as I still lived with that girl in sin, living mm. in pre-mar- pre-marriage, living together, not supposed to, not supposed to be having premarital sex, and we would both smoke together, which obviously didn't help, but I could not get free, could not get free. Long story short, we end up splitting up obviously not living together anymore and I remember it was three months down the road and I was like oh snap I quit smoking I'm like I haven't you didn't smoked even in three notice. months yeah. yeah so I had all this marijuana and I went and got it flushed it all down the toilet and I'm just like I just had like when you're living in sin it just gives that portal the enemy to keep holding on to you like why would we let a person walk up to us and just pickle on us every day? Like, would I let some dude just come pickle me every day? No. But I was letting the devil come pickle me every day and keep me locked down to these things. Yeah. And finally, once I got free from that, that sin that I was living in, boom. And it's been probably over five years now since I've done any of that. And then on top of that, the most powerful testimony I feel like is, what's well, also powerful, but I was on depression medicine for 18 years of my life. 18 years a slave to depression medicine because the world made me think I need it. Yeah. But it says my people will die due to lack of wisdom and knowledge. Mm. And I didn't have the wisdom and knowledge of the word, or at least it wasn't time for me to have it yet, where that second Timothy came in. It says, I have mm. promised you a sound mind. And I read that one day and I'm like, God says I have a sound mind. There's not a single place in the Bible that says that I have depression. And the Bible's the only truth, the real truth, the living word. Like, there's no other truths. Like, the world had my mind programmed that, yeah, it's okay. Like, you're depressed, you have anxiety, you have this. Because that was another thing. I was on anxiety medicine, too. Mm. So I said, I'm done. I'm hanging on to God's word. It says I have a sound mind. I didn't just quit, though. I went to the doctor and did it correctly. Yeah. But it's been a good five years since I've been on depression and anxiety medicine and all. And that was something I was a slave to for 18 years. Wow. So one word from his word can just be so free literally you know what I mean? set you free yeah and every little word from each verse like if you were to just dig through every word and break down each word singularly oh i know you only need to hear one of them yeah. there's enough power just in his name just <laughs> in the name of jesus but if you if you're listening to this i'm just telling you the bible is the only truth yeah walk in the truth yeah. hang on to the truth and know you'll be free if something's going on in your life and you draw a little board and write what Jesus would say and what the devil would say if it's something the devil would say you just flee from it and you'll be free from it flee from it Run and you'll from be temptation. free from it come yeah. on absolutely just 
It is repentance, yeah. And that's that's a big one. When he sees your heart, that it's truly ready to let things go. Because he knows. He knows if you're you're just um, saying you're sorry, but you're literally probably going to do it two days from now. Yeah, absolutely. He knows right away. And I really feel like he puts a crazy amount of grace on when you are absolutely repentant and ready to surrender those things. Like he will actually help you with the temptations and stuff because we aren't supposed to be walking around all defeated Christian like. Not at all. Why would anybody want to yeah, come? Where does the Bible say that? Not, not at all. That's what I'm hearing from you is that you like went to the word, but not only did you read it, you heard it yeah. and you believed it. Let it manifest. Exactly. And you so it went, it. it went into your heart yep. and it like changed your heart, like yeah. not just your mind, yep, because right. we're not reading the Bible to just gain knowledge about it. Right. That's useless right that's just reading another book yeah it needs to fly out of your heart that power exactly and it's like clearly life transformative whenever you just get in there so the word like you you have been transformed by the power of the word of god you know so it's amazing how many tools that god uses to set his people free and speaking of tools that's something he had given me a long time ago he's like i will I'm giving you a tool belt full of all these tools. But if we have a tool belt full of tools that we don't know how to use, what good are the tools? Yeah, they're just going to sit there. How do we learn to use the tools? By reading his word and getting alone with him. Come on. You know what I mean? Absolutely. People don't want to spend that intimate time. That's what... Oh, t- okay. So tell me about your intimate time. That's what I want to oh, know. Because I know you get intimate with him. I'll just say intimate. But that's the biggest thing is falling in love with Jesus. Yes. I, I always tell people... I know I've had different girlfriends or people might have had boyfriends and we spend all this time mm-hmm. it's like man I want to know what her favorite color mm-hmm. is man I'd love to know where her favorite restaurant is yeah wonder where she likes to shop what TV shows does she like mm-hmm. we spend all this time finding out all these things about this person to fall in love with them when we need to be falling in love with Jesus and how do we do it how do we fall in love with Jesus this intimate time in the word and, and word. the worship yeah, it's like, all just, like, he just wants to hang out with his kids. I know, he does. And spend time with them. So the more you read his word and learn about him and who he says you are and truly love him more than any other human being or thing in the world, then you get to love people the way Jesus loves. Exactly. That's the only he, way you can love somebody correctly. We love because he first loved us. Yes. How are we supposed to love our enemies without getting into the intimate place with him? Yeah. He has called us not only to love these loved ones, these yeah. easy ones to love, yeah. but the ones that maybe have done extremely, extremely wrong things, things to us. you. Yeah. Our enemies. Yeah. And that can be the hardest one for so many people, but it's the most powerful because when we walk around with that hardened heart, mm. ugh, that's something I've learned so much about too. It's literally like you're placing a whole wall between you and Jesus when you walk around with a heart and heart to not receive blessings and things. But I think a lot of people think, if I forgive somebody, I need to be hanging out with them and I need to be chilling with them. No. No, no, no. No. You just got to forgive them and be praying for them and loving them, even if it needs to be from some sort of a distance. Absolutely. There's nothing wrong with that. it needs to be that way because the situation may be spiritually bad for you. Yes. You yeah. know what I mean? But I think that's the reason why a lot of people want to forgive people. Like, I don't want to forgive him. I don't want to be hanging out with him or her. Yeah. You don't got to. Just forgive him. What's the Bible say? Forgive 70 times 7. 70 times 7, yeah. 
It's a lot of times. And that was Jesus just being like literally yeah, just always. Just kind of like playing around. Right. Like that's Let's say always. Seventy times seven. Because what's what's this number seven mean in the Bible? Is that like perfection or something? I can't remember. Uh, I can't remember. I'm trying either. to think. I've been really into numerology lately. All right. So the word of God is what literally set you free. And so. Um, Tell me about whenever you started, like the word of God came in, it set you free from all of that stuff, all of the uh, depression medicine, all of the anxiety, all of that stuff. And then um, tell me about the celibacy, because obviously like sex is something that you used to struggle with. Yes, I was terrible. I mean, I literally, when I was younger, that was it. I just wanted to hook up with people. Mm. That would have me very confused. Oh yeah, absolutely. And just because it's, it's kind of like it was just it was just all a bunch of uh, immediate fun. Yeah, you felt know, so good. Right, and Such then a temporary moment of feeling goodness. Exactly. But the Bible definitely tells us that we're not supposed to be doing that. Right. And, yeah, I mean, we could get in a whole lot. We could get into the soul ties and all that. Oh yeah, absolutely. That could be hours and hours. Of oh. Things. People need to know when you sleep with somebody, you receive soul ties. You could sleep with somebody that may have a pornography. Uh, addiction or be depressed and then that spiritual soul tie grabs on you and guess what next thing you know you might be watching porn next thing you know mm. you might be depressed so mm. it's it's been a battle but it's been a blessing to have so many people around me such as yourself and all the different christian brothers and sisters that can pray for us to keep us strong absolutely you have to have that i don't want the cheaper i want the deeper is what it comes oh down to. yeah that- you see so many people separating and divorcing nowadays mm. and a lot of it is because they didn't build that foundation of the Lord. And that's part of the foundation, I believe, obviously, mm. is listening to what the Bible says and the way to do it. And it's be celibate, don't live together. I mean, there's plenty more things and direction in there. But when you do it His way and build that foundation, then no matter what we face in our future, we'll better get through with Him. Mm. That's so and good. why let the devil sneak in? Exactly. And why give him I, that little foothold? Yeah, I just don't have time. And why let him win at all? Like, my, I want to, I don't know about you, but I want to destroy seriously every work of the enemy ever. Yeah. Any work that I see going on around me, I'm like, destroy. I need to destroy it, like, right yeah. away. And that's what he wants to, like, stomp out Satan. Defeat, yes. Defeat hell. Every, he, he said that we're supposed to be doing greater things here on earth than it was done in the heavenly. Like, like seriously? Greater things than what Jesus was doing when he was here? Why are we not, like, why are we not walking in that morning? Mm. That's what I don't understand. He literally wants us to be walking in all power and all authority. Everywhere we step, we're supposed to be casting demons out of that place, yep. healing, healing the, the sick, sick. Absolutely. raising the dead. Raising the dead. But people would be like, you're a freaking psychomaniac. No, I'm not. It's like, yeah, for Jesus. Yeah. And keep going, too. If you do it five times and it doesn't happen, guess what? Do it Go. six, do it seven, do it eight, do it nine. You do clearly watched Todd White. Yeah. Yeah, Todd White's a man. If the great outpouring and the great awakening is happening now, why would you want to be on some sideline? Don't you want to be on the front lines for this? I do. Like, the hungrier that you get for the word, the more and more you want to read it. It's not a chore. Right. You know? Like, you clearly love it. Yeah, it's the most exciting thing ever. It really is. It is. Like, growing (laughs) in it. Yeah, it just gets you. It gets you more excited than anything this world has to offer. So fired up. Honestly. I just want everybody to know, man. (laughs) I know. 
so they can experience what we experience. Like I waking, know. Like, it blows my mind that I used to wake up every day and be like, oh, I woke up again. Now I'm like, yes, for this is the day the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad. And I wake up just pumped and I go outside and hear birds and look at the sun. I'm like, oh, this is awesome. God gave me eyes to see it all and ears to hear it all. I'm so <laughs> pumped to wake up. If you don't feel pumped to wake up and you want to feel pumped to wake up, oh. fall in love with Jesus. Right. Fall in love with him. You'll be fired up for every day. Honestly. And there will be, but the enemy's going to come. But guess what? Punch him right in his mouth. Oh, my. Punch him with the spirit. Hit him with the power. Come on. (laughs) Billy Burke. Hit him with the power. I'm telling you. Like, literally, that is it. And it's like the whole love thing. I'm telling you, this is what he's doing. Like, it's a a revolution of love. Remember back in, like, the the 1960s when it was like, peace and love, man. Yeah, like the hippie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. He's like, yes to that. Only my way. Right. Like, instead of, like, peace and love, drugs, and sex everywhere. peace, love without the drugs, without all that. Yeah, yeah. Pure. Pure peace and love. love. Yeah, I was envisioning like lava like a volcano erupting right over a city and lava coming out and it wasn't a bad thing it was wow. the lord's love and like lava love like saturating out, everything. saturating every single every crevice burning every, it up with yeah. his love like that is that what he's bad. doing that is yeah. what he's doing love and it's love. like that's why you when you say like if you want to wake up excited and happy about something and like have a purpose and a reason to live, yeah. fall in love with Jesus. Get a relationship with him. Yeah. Like I was talking to this one guy and he was like, oh man, like, wow, you're hyper religious. And I'm like, yes, I, I hate, I'm sorry, but I hate when people are like, you're me so religious. Me too. And I'm like, like no, 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 no. no, I'm not. It's- I'm not religious at all. What do you tell him? I'm like, it's. I just have a super awesome personal relationship with Jesus. No, I just love Jesus. Like yeah, that's like, it. Like I just have a relationship with Jesus. No, screw the religion. Not. I'm not yeah. religious at all. Don't ever call me that. Yeah. Like I literally. It's crazy how we take it. Like it's a compliment, but we take it no. personally. I'm like, eh. uh, don't call me religious. Don't put me in that area. No, yeah. because like religion, religion tells me. Do this. Don't do that. Oh, but it's like, no, have a healthy fear of the Lord. Respect right. him because you love him. Yeah. You know, you like with your, maybe the earthly parents weren't that great. You know what I mean? So you don't even really understand what it means to, for a, a father to actually have like a fatherly love for you, unconditional, you know, like, and, and that's a, that's a deeper revelation that he is just going to have to give you. But that's what it is. is like spending that intimate time with him to gain that revelation and intimacy because yeah. the only way that you're able to get these types of revelations of his love, his power, his authority, his life-changing, like, you know, purpose and things like that is in intimacy. It's the only way. way. And you've seen it, and I've seen it. Seen it, felt it, experienced it, yeah. All of it. People just don't understand it. I don't know. But, but I can't wait till they do. I know. I'm really feeling like this is the time. The great yeah. outpouring is here. And I believe we're like a chosen. This is a chosen generation. Yes. This yes. It's going to be such a powerful move of God. And I mean, yes. we already see it happening. The more oh. and more people, I'm like, man, he's doing that in her life and this in his life. Come and on. And we got to celebrate 
these victories together. Too. Celebrate each other. It's so important that we celebrate and honor See, one another. See, that's what I absolutely like. Um, really appreciate about you is because like you, we haven't talked in forever. Right. You know, years. Um, and then I start doing this podcast, and you instantly jump on from not even talking to me forever, and been like this is amazing Rachel commenting on it liking it and sharing it yeah. like that is celebrating your sister in Christ you yeah. know and that meant so much to me especially because like we I hadn't spoken to you in so long yeah. but because of your heart of the celebration in you of like being like let's let's build each other up in the faith like we're supposed to right. you know clearly so you have a revelation yeah. on yeah. like encouraging your brothers and sisters and what they're called to do Right. You know, yeah. it's everything and speaking life into one another and what to do, because so many people are just going to speak the opposite. And we got to rebuke that stuff. Absolutely. You know I mean, because God, Ephesians 320, he says he just has, I don't know the exact words, but abundantly more than we could ever imagine, more mm. than we could ever vision. Yeah. Like your biggest, greatest imagination or vision or dream you've ever had. Yeah. God wants to give you eight million times better than that. <laughs> That gets me pretty pumped up every day. I'm like, well, I have this great vision for this spiritual gym and all this stuff I want to do with Iron Sharpens Iron. And it's it's super awesome what I see, but he wants to give me a hundred times better than that. It's going to be stupid. I'm believing there's going to be Iron Sharpens Iron gyms in all the big churches all throughout the world. Michael Todd's church, Stephen Furtick's church, everywhere. Cause Come on. Originally, my goal was just like, man, I'd love to fly and go personal train all these big pastors. And uh -huh. I know Andrea's like, why aren't you thinking bigger? She's like, I'm going to believe that you're going to have your Iron Sharpens Iron Gym in each one of their churches. Oh, come on. I'm like, man, you're so right. And that's what's so so important to have a partner that wants to speak life and believe wow. in you like that too. But I never thought of that. I was just like, I just want to go personal train Stephen Furtick and personal train this pastor. Why not have a spiritual gym in every one of their facilities? He can do it. He can do it. Why not? Dreaming big yeah. with the Lord because he is His childlike child like imagination like child, and dreams yeah. yes oh that is so good yeah, that is so good how many times does he say it it's so important we look at things in that honestly way. he's like listen it's hard to do sometimes it is Once because we're, there's a piece of cake oh my goodness because we we're, we we grow up in this world and we have all these experiences so we're like oh we're so mature you know what i mean yeah. like oh you know go to my prayer closet and lay on the floor like that's ridiculous you know but it's like it's oh just, my goodness no, try awesome. it yeah. because it is insane to like seek his face and then his glory fall upon you to the place where you can't even stand. Like, get to there. Yeah. And then see what happens. Yes. You know? Oh, like, yeah. oh my gosh. That's, another, yeah, that's a special game changer moment when you get to that point, man. Where it just changes everything. Mm. Obedience changes everything, too. That's something I meant to say earlier. Yes. But being obedient. When he tells you something, man, try your best to not wait around. Right. Because he wants to bless you. That that was something. I was having all kinds of trouble. I had this really great job. Great pay. Retirement. Benefits. In the flesh, man, it looks spectacular. Mm -hmm. And lots of people around were like, man, you have the greatest job ever. So much just not of him going on there. And and I was reading in the Word one day how the devil comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And I'm like, mm -hmm. so one day God God came to me and I was praying and praying. Like, what, what am I supposed to do? Like, I don't believe this is what I'm supposed to do. And it was actually a blessing when I got COVID. I was so alone with God, no TV, nothing, just me, him, the Bible. And I remember Andrea saying, just imagine bowing down at his feet and, 
pray to him and ask him and I just put worship on worship music without any words and I was praying in the spirit and praying and God kept giving me things and giving me things and giving me things he says I gave you this vision and this gift of iron sharpens iron fitness ministry three years ago and you were always afraid to go and walk and he says lay that job down he said lay it down and I'll take care of you and of course I was fighting with him fighting with him like I can't like I have a good job I have all this stuff you know holding on a paycheck coming in this and that the night before I was supposed to go back after having COVID he came and saw me in a dream and said write your resignation letter and turn it in tomorrow and I finally came to a place where I'm like I gotta be obedient to my dad and trust him so I went and did it and just that day the things that I would have missed if I wouldn't have did that that day I remember I had a, a meeting with Stephen Lautman which is another amazing personal trainer in the Uniontown area he sat down with me for probably an hour and a half just giving me wisdom and knowledge on personal training and wanting to help me and to, to get me set up in this industry and just taught me a bunch of things I didn't know, helped me with finding out ways to get medical benefits and things that I didn't know about. Just a great meeting that would have never happened if I'd have been at work. Absolutely. So then later on that day, I remember my one brother reached out to me. Well, actually his wife reached out to my girlfriend, said he was having a very tough time if I could reach out to him. So I got a hold of him, we went and went for a walk just had an amazing time in the Lord, amazing time spreading God's word. And he went from being literally his house crying to us, spending time together worshiping in God, spreading the word, just being filled with love. Two moments that I would have totally missed out on if I'd have been letting the devil steal my time being there. Come on. So just the first, that was the first day. Oh. The first day that I laid my job down, and there was, man, there was another instance that happened that day that I can't remember, but there was three powerful, crazy things that happened. And then, next thing I know, I'm, like, having all this neck trouble, and I'm, ha and I'm like, man, I'm just going to call my chiropractor, because I finally found a chiropractor I can go to. It's a man of God. Every room he has has scripture in it that I can trust. So I'm like, just go to the chiropractor. So I go in there, and he's like, man, how's work? I was like, I don't work there anymore. And I started talking about, you know, you know, fitness and, you know, I'm going to get my personal training certification. And he was like, well, you know, I have a whole facility here full of equipment. And I was like, yeah, you showed me. Like, it was amazing. He's like, if you were willing to put in the work, he says, you can use my facility, set up appointments and train people right here at my gym. So another made no sense i didn't come in here trying to think no you didn't gonna, ask him not a clue and then god opens that door oh. for me to start finally doing the iron sharpens iron fitness ministry which if you're really looking to get trained it's mm -hmm. not like any training you're going to experience anywhere else you're going to get scripture read to you, you're going to get prayed for you're going to rejoice in the lord the whole time mm -hmm. you're going to build your temple your body your spirit your soul all at once and that was something God had given me like three years ago when he originally in, a, in prayer time with me and Andrea, he gave us this Iron Sharpens Iron logo, mm, actually. Mm. And it's that's a, what it originally amazing. was. It was yeah. before the clothing line, but God through the clothing line, and I believe yeah, yeah. to build 
a foundation of people knowing what it means. Absolutely. But I mean, just showing you by being obedient to God and listen, now he's opened up this opportunity to walk in my dream, my vision, my gift that he's given me. And in a couple weeks, once I finish everything that I need to, there's going to be a whole nother gym, the Hopwood Fitness Center, that I'm also going to get to train out of. Two full facilities. Come on. To do what I love out of. And I mean, I've been at Hopwood Fitness Center for 18 years of my life. Never in my life would I thought I, w- I would have the opportunity to train there. And when I taught that lady last week, she's like, yep, you're, you're good. We'll have you here. Like that easy. And that's the way there shouldn't be a bunch of a bunch of strife and a bunch of problems. Like str- yeah, because don't force it. Yeah. Like that's what I've been God's hearing a lot too. God's just going to make it a piece of cake. He will. He'll just open the doors. The enemy doors. will come, but he, if it's... Yeah. But, but I don't the, know. But, There's really not a whole lot of room for him even to come there when no. God opens up a door like this. No, no. You know I mean? Like, he has no authority no. at all. Right. So it's like, if God has opened the door, the en- how in the world could the enemy do anything yeah, at all to close? No, it's There's not, not even close. No, 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 no. no. So. Not, when, not when God has plans and purpose and you're walking in them. I don't right. believe for one second that any door that opens that God has, God has opened himself the enemy could even get close to. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. I just don't believe it that he yeah. could even get close that's to. True, and that's true. So, that's powerful. Absolutely. That's he keeps giving me that whole, once again, that slow and steady thing because mm. it has. It's been very slow. Like, I'm just starting to do <gasps> this and, you know, just have one or two clients, you know, when you're used to having a certain amount of money come in just a little bit at a time. Yeah, yeah. But I am so zero shook over it and I just know. And that's the one day I was in my car and he said, take care of my kids. And I'll take care of you. Mm. And that's what it's about. And every person I train is one of his kids that I'm taking care Absolutely. of. Helping them reach their, their bodies to be healthy and strong. Absolutely. And give them the word. But it's just amazing, though. And it's only been a month. And mm. walking into this month, it's looked like I'm already going to have six to seven clients now when it started off just as one. Slow and steady. And I know he doesn't want to overwhelm me so I can continue to learn more about fitness, more about nutrition. Because I don't want to just do it to get paid i want to do it to truly give people everything they possibly need and want absolutely you know, and he knows that and that's why i know it's going to just be yes spectacular but i'm excited like, that's that i agree i can just get the i'm doing this seven now. already yeah i love that number not even in a whole month oh yeah that number again I'm telling you yeah we're gonna dig into that absolutely too. i definitely want to share about the car deck too yes do it yeah because it's so powerful Come so on. last year um, around February, mm-hmm. I got so hooked on Psalms 91. Okay, come on. I mean, more hooked on Scripture than I ever have. So every mm. single day, I'm digging into Psalms 91. I'm wow. reading pieces of Psalms 91. So I'm sitting there like every day just excited for Psalms 91. Digging deep into Psalms 91. Like literally obsessed over Psalms 91 like I am Jesus and Psalms 91 is all about how Jesus is protecting us in his big strong arms now his angels is protecting us now he's he'll stop any arrows from the enemy like it's all about protection it's all about saving us from disasters it's all about pulling us out of any danger like he's looking over us his angels are looking over us so it's like a month or so into me studying that I'm on my way at 8 a.m. in the morning traveling down 119 to get a men's meeting at my church driving down the road listening to my worship music here comes a 2002 Chevy Silverado truck across traffic 
and slams directly into my car door. What? And if you look up that truck, it is a big metal truck. I'm in a little Honda Civic. Crushed me. People who saw the accident literally said, whoever was in that car, there's no way that they're alive anymore. Get out. And all I remember is I remember glass exploding everywhere. And then I remember me crawling to get out of the car out of the other end because my door was completely just crushed in. There was no way I was getting out of my door. So I climbed out of the car. And I remember just sitting out there shaking, blood coming out of my head, blood coming out of my arm, just glass all through my body. Oh. Um, but really keeping it together, though. You know, I was like better than For I could imagine. For what it was, you know yeah. What I mean? And I remember getting rushed to the, to the hospital and the ambulance and everything. But the thing is, I remember being in that hospital, and I probably had six or seven different doctors tell me the same thing. They says, listen. They said, you're going to hurt so bad tomorrow. They said, your body's going to hurt in places you never knew existed. And I didn't directly say it to them because I didn't want to be rude, but I was kept saying, I says, I rebuke that and don't receive that in the name of Jesus. Absolutely. All day long. And I said, I receive God's grace. I receive God's grace. I don't receive that in Jesus' name. I rebuke it in Jesus' name. Come on. Seven different doctors told me the same thing. That you're going to wake up feeling like crap? Yeah. Hurting in parts of my body I never knew existed. What? They say the same exact thing. All that of, same all exact thing. said that, yeah. So, oh. rebuked it all day. How many received doctors? God's grace, seven. Ooh, why does that just keep coming up? So anyway, God is great. So I wake up on Sunday. Sunday morning and I wake up. And guess what? What? My body barely even hurt. <laughs> barely even hurt. I bar- Like, I was like, there's no way I just got hit by a 2002 Chevy Silverado truck. But I woke up literally with hard, like, yeah, my body obviously hurt a little bit. But really with definitely nothing like they said. So the the moral of the story is be careful about what you receive from people when they say it. I if, love that. If your spirits, if the Holy Spirit's leading you and lined you up, rebuke that stuff. And going back to the Psalms 91, God was preparing me to show me how true Psalms 91 was because he performed Psalms 91 on me that day in that car accident. He was getting me ready for an accident that I obviously had no idea I was going to have. But just to get to a new level with God in so many ways, and it's such a powerful story to get to share. And, like, I could have lost my eyes. I had glass in my eyes all through my face. I had no broken bones. I had no internal bleeding. This is about the only scar that's now left on me, which I'm actually, my plan is to get a cross tattoo there, with this being the center of the cross, like a hollowed out cross with Psalms 91 on it. Oh! You know what I mean? Just to remember that moment. do it! You know, and some of these little marks. But that's, God was preparing me, and then he showed me how true Psalms 91 is. So if you've never read Psalms 91, especially Psalms 91, the Passion Translation, dig in that, and still to this day, I declare Psalms 91 over myself every morning when I wake up before I read a text, before I check an email, before I do anything at all, Psalms 91 is declared over me and my family's life, and I say, me and my family, Psalms 91 equipped. And what was so cool after that, though, Creflo Dollar then began to do a Psalms 91 sermon every single morning at 10 a.m., and he still does it, where he declares Psalms 91 over people every day. And last year was the year of Psalms 91. 
it happened in so many ways. It happened with my buddy Phil Mann, the United Strong Prayer Team, which he's been a huge part of my sharing the gospel because I was always terrified to go get even on the phone live. He said, Steve, he's like, I encourage you, like, do it. You need to share God's word. Like, you need to do it, you need to do it, you need to do it. And I remember I got on live with him one day on his Psalms 91. He's like, you really need to start doing this. And then I started just sharing messages every day after that. You know, it's that's why it's so important, like we were talking about earlier, having people that want to encourage you and lift you up and believe in you. It's, it is it's, crucial. It is. It is essential yeah. for your walk. Without a doubt. It's literally, it's probably one of the greatest tools possible yeah. is to have that at least one spirit field person yeah. to come alongside you day and night whatever whenever you can yeah. call them and just know and trust that they will come in agreement with you right now that they are praying and believing for you throughout the day like right. you know like just yeah. it is essential it's it powerful. is huge yeah and it's and it, and it blows my mind this day too because the people that i end up finding out that listen to these messages that i just never you just you never know who's listening and that goes into the whole God says as I pour in you pour out and the more that I share what he's pours into me the more like he just gives me more and more but I, I just keep finding out That's new people like I just found out today that my uncle he talked to my dad he's like yeah I watch all of Steve's messages and I'm like I never had a clue he did random people at church this person that person so I, if you're listening I challenge you also just don't be afraid, man, because some of the greatest gifts that God will ever give you help happen in uncomfortable situations. Go throw your live on Facebook and read a two-minute scripture, even if that's all it is, and watch what happens. Or share something God did for you. It'll that, change the game. Because I insane. never thought I'd be doing this. And then, I, then from all that, somebody hears my Romans 8 message, which was the one that changed my life, and I get invited to church to preach a whole sermon. Stephen's testimony shows us that when we trust his leading and walk in quick obedience, the rewards will be more than we can imagine. Also, that God truly desires us to be free from depression and anxiety. The world tells us that these two things are natural, but we are called to live supernatural lives on fire for Jesus. Ephesians 2.10 in the Passion Translation says this, We have become his poetry a recreated people that will fulfill the destiny he has given each of us. For we are joined with Jesus, the Anointed One. Even before we were born, God planned in advance our destiny and the good works we would do to fulfill it. So that means you too. I'll see you next time.